now. Oh, man. Let's go. We figured it out. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Boot and Hearth podcast, episode two. Episode one is going to be like that Wu-Tang album that March really has. That, that, uh, it's going to become very high-valued and, and only seen by certain ones. Yep. Debatable on its existence. Very limited supply. Uh, very limited supply. Uh, my name is Grayson, and I'm joined by Ted. What's up, guys? Ted. And purpose of uh, this podcast is simple. Uh, talk soccer slash football um, with absolutely no illusion of expertise in any way, shape, or form. So we're going to talk about past weekend, how everything went, uh, all, the, all the controversies. We're going to go really in-depth on Tottenham. We're going to stay far away from the Liverpool game. Oh, no, 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 no. We're no. going to <laughs> declare that soccer is dead. Or is it? We'll get into that. But we're going to start out with the top, top game of the weekend. Easily the lights-out matchup. I'm talking Brentford Bournemouth. 100%. 100%. Incredible game. No, we're talking we're talking the North London Derby. Arsenal 4? No. 3. 3. three. Arsenal 3. Calm down. Calm one, down. One, one Tottenham. One Tottenham. Let's not go crazy. Um, as uh as it was the game was on at 4:30 my time. Uh, and I just generally don't give a shit about either of these teams. You didn't uh, watch it? I, what are you doing, dude? I did not. I did not watch this game. It was kind of a foregone conclusion. So, uh, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> no, no. This game, I, I would say, the this game did not uh, did not do service uh, to Tottenham's. Uh, I guess it kind of did. Tottenham's had a bit of a struggle of a start a so, little bit. I mean, here's the thing. We haven't been playing well, but when you when you go into this 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 derby, you just I mean you can't you cannot look at what these either of these teams I say this about either of these teams you cannot look at what's happened on either side of it because it's like it's like it's 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 like a divisional game to to reference mm-hmm. you know American football on, on the soccer podcast I know that's probably taboo <laughs> but but it's it's a divisional game you know you have no idea what's coming from it, it anything could happen and and. Honestly, here's the thing. You're going to read all the big media and it's all going to say we got torn apart by Arsenal. And I'm here to tell you that's just not what happened, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's okay. not what happened in this game. Spill, spill the tea. Let us I'm know. Tell Let you us right. know what happened. They looked good. Out the gate, we knew they were going to be coming fast, and they did. They did. They came at us with everything they had. And, you By know, they, you mean Arsenal. Can of course, if you really must yeah. name them. We're talking about Arsenal. But, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> named. Yeah, yeah. They came out the gate firing. I can't take anything away from that. But here's what I'll say. Like, we, we towards the end of that second half, I mean, I was watching it, and I, I had a buddy over. We were watching it. We didn't want that half to end. All right? We were on top. We were coming out on top there at the end, and I mean, if it had continued in that way, and we'll get into what happened right after this, you know, after halftime, we'll get into that. But if it had continued on that on that trajectory, we we win that game. I'm telling you right now, we win that game. And I mean, but is it all right? But here's the thing, dude. Like, you can't. The second half, they're up. They're up three one. You know, it's not like like towards the end of that half, they're up. They know 
they don't have to play with as much sharpness as they did at the beginning of the game. So I mean, of course you're gonna you're gonna win the last ten minutes. You're gonna win the garbage time. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm telling you what, what I'm telling you what I saw. I saw a team that was on the okay. back heel. And okay. after after Kane after Kane got that penalty, man, think about it. Think about it. How many tough teams has this Arsenal team, you know, really played? Like really, yeah. how nope. many have they had to fight? I don't really think there's that many of them. They, they I mean, they lost to uh, they lost to Man U, and the that I would say that was strong underestimation. That Man U team is is looking better than previous years, but definitely not good. This is the last off agenda uh, thing I'll say, just kind of off the cuff. But this team, this team, this Arsenal team, when they go down, I don't see them coming back. I really don't. When they go down in terms of goals in a game, no. I don't see them coming from behind and winning it. I just don't. Um, I'll ride on that one. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're at. But yeah. I'm trying so, to see. <laughs> I'm really just trying to put a Band-Aid on this wound here. But, you know, to be honest, you know, and then everybody knows what happened in the second half. Emerson with the dumb challenge and the red card. And... There's no excuse. Dude, all right, so so talk us through that. Like, like as as... I, I want I want your take on, on, on the challenge. Like we we've talked about Emerson and we've talked about the fact that he's supposedly a man outside of his time where he's a he's a defensive fullback, a defensive wing back. He's and not a wing back. Don't call him a wing back. Don't call him a wing back. He's not a wing back. He's a defensive <laughs> he's a defensive fullback. He's, he plays he's, the he's, wing back position, but he's not a wing back. Um I mean Emerson I mean, you don't need to say that much about Emerson. He's he's honestly, he's definitely the weakness in our team. And, and when he's off, he's really off. And when that, that right side, mm-hmm. when that right, when, well, I guess left side, technically, that left side is completely useless. One without Kulisevsky to begin with. Or Jed Spence. Or Jed Spence. I would love to see Jed Spence out there, but he's a club signing. He's a prospect, one for the future, if you will. Thank you, Conte. But um, yeah. <laughs> but like so, Emerson. Emerson is. I don't know. He's good defensively. Obviously, he had the red card this weekend, and he. You're gonna get mistakes from him like that. You are, and that's just the thing. Like he doesn't really contribute in terms of offense and 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 in the only way it works is if kulu kulusevsky is in there because he makes it easy to progress that ball down the wing exactly exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean it's just okay a shame (laughs) i see where you're at going back to an earlier point that we made about or that you made about who they played they've beaten palace leicester city bournemouth fulham villa and they lost to Man U. They beat Villa and Fulham by one goal. So, like, arguably, so, Villa team. I mean, I mean, like Steven Steven Gerrard is under 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 the cosh, as as our <laughs> brothers across the pond would say. He's he's not looking too hot in his seat, right? Or I guess he's looking really hot. In his seat. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll die on that hill. They haven't really beaten anybody besides us, I guess. No. And who do they play next in the league? Oh, it's Liverpool. Exciting. Oh, yeah. Boy, fully, be a good game. fully informed Liverpool. So I was thinking about this. Um when like you hear these recurring things about about Conte and, and Dead Spence, the running theme uh with them. And it's that 
Jed Spence is not ready. And I've also heard a lot of talk about the fact that um, Ante likes his he likes to be in a, he likes his team to be automatons. They they when they get in cert- certain situations, they execute exactly the way that he needs them to. Yep. Jed Spence in the championship was an amazing player, and he helped Nottingham Forest get promoted. He's a very individually gifted player, and I'm wondering if it's not that he doesn't know how to play football. It's just that he's too expressive. He's too much of a of a bright kind of personality, and he, he he's struggling to be kind of molded into this Tottenham system. So, so what I like about this this discussion you've kind of started here is because it's it's very philosophical. And when, when you're exactly mm-hmm. right, when you talk about Conte, pragmatic, you know, robotic patterns, there, yes. you know, it's just it's very like not attacking football. I mean, playing on the break, it's it's yeah. It's very much Cuz I mean, you you could say that you could say that Pep Guardiola is very like I need you to do very specific things in my system, but it's very attacking. You still get the expressiveness from it. So I'm not saying that if you drill tactical aspects into players that eliminates their expressiveness. So here's my take. Here's my take on it. Cause I don't necessarily disagree with the idea that he's he's rolling with here. Here's what the thing is. I think it works. And I think these patterns and these these systems that are like this. I mean, it, it, Pep Pep. The big clubs do the same thing. The big clubs do this. They have patterns. They have systems, and they, you know, they plug and play essentially. You know, it's 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 more dependent on. I will say this. It's more dependent on. I'd say, workmen like players that necessarily don't mm-hmm. have to have that individual, you know, brilliance per se, but they do yeah. the job. You know, they do the job mm-hmm. that they are told to do. And, and that system, here's what I'll say, that system only gets better if you then also have these players that can do that, but then are fantastic. And when you have both, like individually fantastic and can do these creative mm-hmm. things that maybe, you know, a Hoybier can't. Um, yeah, yeah. When you have that plus this, this, this scientific robotics pattern-based system, you get a team like Man City currently have right now, I would argue. So it works. Mm-hmm. Like the idea is sound, but Tottenham's not Man City. Don't tell anybody I said. Well, <laughs> well, and and on top of this, I'm going to look at someone else. One of the other new signings, who probably Tottenham would be looking to have a a, a more ready impact, and that's Yves Basuma, who was essentially given a ton of license at Brighton, and Grand Potter said. Go be you, yeah. and and he was able to dominate that midfield, and he had a lot of license to do what he wanted. Midfielders, the lower you get down on Tottenham's team, the less ability you have to express. Those two midfielders need to hold; they're not allowed. They don't get a lot of license. They don't do a lot. And I would argue, like the the midfielders that Tottenham has right now are not very expressive. And so, do you want them having a lot of license? Probably not. But I would, I, from what I've heard about Conte system, so this is from osmosis and not from seeing it. But from what I've heard, his midfielders are not expressive players. It's, it's not usually the way he plays. Cement and, mixers is what we like to refer to them as. <laughs> I like that. 
Um, so yeah, I, 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 the signing Conte is only ever around for three years max. So they'll, uh, they'll get their time. But, um, and I think, I, I think Yves Batuma can definitely fit into a system. I think he's a very smart player. There's a reason he's so good at offensively and defensively, um, and why teams are looking at him. The but, um, I, I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a good, uh, point that, that, you know, that's all I have to say on that. I I I was rambling at that. It was that Michael Scott me. No, no, I, you were good. You're good. Uh, the last thing, honestly, I have on it is, I mean, <laughs> I will say there is a growing dissatisfaction with the kind of football we are playing right now, and it's just it 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 it's very reminiscent of the Jose era right before it ended. We're just back in our in our box. We've got eight to ten men sitting there, and we're just kind of absorbing. And bang, putting all of our eggs in one basket, which is the Harry Kane son and now Richarlison counterattack. And it's just, I mean, that's fine. That's a weapon. But, like, you can't you can't wait all game for that to score you a goal. You just can't. I, yeah, if, you, if you're playing very pretty football, if you're playing exciting, Marcelo Bielsa was given a ton of leeway, essentially, at Leeds. Because the way that he played was so exciting and it was so interesting to watch that yep. people wanted it to succeed. If you play a very pragmatic style of football and it's ugly to watch, if you're not getting results, it doesn't work. You do not get the leeway. Nope. And, which is understandably so. I mean, and it's not fun to watch wondering... and you're not winning. Can't have it. Clearly. Daniel Levy likes watching it because he only brings in the the defensive. I want to change. Uh, I kind of would love to see. That's why I'm so adamant we need to move to a a, uh, a, uh, 3-5-2. I really want to see that. I think that would would definitely mm -hmm. help that. But uh, we've we've already. With Kulisevsky. With Kulisevsky back, it works. Yeah. Um, Okay. That's enough said about the Derby. I think that's we've we've gone on quite a bit about that, and it's not. I, I will. I I will. I will uh, mull over uh, Tottenham's misgivings and, and failings any <laughs> any time that you want, um, and that will not come and bite me in the ass later in this podcast. Not at all. Moving on to the other, the second of three Derbies this weekend, uh, the Manchester Derby. So. I we're not gonna really walk through this game. I think the result was essentially what we expected it to be. Casemiro on the bench though, <laughs> and and Erickson playing in a double pivot is just you know you're gonna have to play on the like. I just Erickson has revolutionized that that midfield and he's a great presence at Scott McTominay has been playing very well. Casemiro just won a Champions League final. Put the guy in. Laid in, <laughs> laid in a midfield that beat Manchester City in a second leg to get to said final. He, you know, pro- like it, he probably doesn't need to play. <laughs> it, it's just like the dude knows how to do this. Like, I mean, it's it's if you're if you're gonna drop someone, and you're like you are adamant, you need to have your IX, you know, playmaker in there. Then put take Scott McTominay out. But like 
<laughs> Casemiro is a Champions League winner. He's won like four or five of them. I mean, like yeah. the dude. The guy wins. The guy wins. Literally, the guy wins. But he specifically win has won, has a demonstrated history of winning against Man City and other big Man teams. City. And it's just like, yeah, fuck him. You know, whatever. We don't need him. I, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. I saw a really, really funny tweet. It was a picture of those two, uh, Casemiro and, and Ronaldo, sitting on the bench. And, mm-hmm. and the caption was, oh, man. man City literally bought Casemiro just to sit on the bench with Ronaldo to give him a bite. <laughs> has Casemiro... I'm actually very... Has Casemiro started? Not yet. Or, I don't think he's started yet, no. I think maybe think he's so? been subbed in a couple of times. I don't think he's started. I'm checking. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna pull this. I know he's played. I just don't think he started. No, he definitely has played, and he's definitely come off the bench. But uh, um, I as as I as I try to find this, um, I was curious about that because uh, um, Ten Hag said something really weird um, at the end of the last game. I was wondering if you kind of understood what he was saying. He said he didn't put Ronaldo on out of respect to Ronaldo's career. I done. did read a, I don't know. I remember where I saw that, but, but I do remember seeing that somewhere. I don't understand. I mean, I don't, I can't think of anything that would make sense. Um, from what, from what I, from what I heard, it was that someone tried to explain it on one of the podcasts I was listening to. They tried to say that, that it was because it was at Man City. If it was at United, maybe it would have been different. If it was at Man City, he was just going to get booed the whole time. It was going to be in garbage time. That he was eventually going to go on, and it just would have been a good But, I mean, Ronaldo, say what you will about him. He's Ronaldo. Uh, He's he's a, a peak competitor, and this man wants to win. And I feel like like he can throw tantrums at times, but but putting him on to to show at least at the end how you should be playing and and the intensity that you should play with, I think would be good if you can put him on like that. Unless you think that he wouldn't play with the intensity that you need him from. And it would set an even worse example because we know that locker room environment has been dog shit five years. Well, I'd be just like, what is is he talking about with respect though? That's what I don't understand. I don't like, yeah, yeah, the guy, the guy scores, the guy, say what you will about it. But like, I mean, I know I already said it, but it's Ronaldo. We're talking about Cristiano Mm -hmm. Ronaldo, the guy, arguably one of the best players in the game. Like what? Like, I don't know. Like, even just throw him in at the 80th minute. Just see what happens. You know, why not? I think you, I, like, I genuinely think you could have gotten 30 minutes out of him. And it, you're, like, if you're down 5 1, because I think at the, I don't know if it was 6 1 at the time of the 60th minute, but I mean, 55 minutes, if you're down 5 1, I feel like 55 why minutes are making sense. Like, what are you, like, what are you losing? Something's going wrong. But, like, what do you lose by not, like, by putting him on, having him uh, make an impact? Um, so I, I think we're, I think we're both, we don't really know. Shall we address Um, the elephant in the room here? Uh, before we do that, I football ref 
has him playing 86 minutes over four games, so he has not played 90 minutes. Okay. I It does not say whether he has started or not, or I just can't find it. Moving on. The, the elephant in the room, the mechanical assassin tank beast, whatever adjective you want to use to describe it. Pep's new toy. I mean, <laughs> Pep's new toy. Um, I heard an interesting question, and it is it is a good one. Is Holland good for the Premier League? I've got a couple of stats uh, for you. He has taken eight games to get three hat tricks. The next closest is takes 50 games to get a hat trick. That is the next closest. He takes, for every goal that he scored, he takes on average 14 touches. The next highest in that range, I think it was at 50. So, I mean, and that's in the last 10 years of the Premier League. I mean, the, he's so intense. And it's not like these goals. Some of them are tappings, but it's not all of them. I mean, he had like he's scoring goals that are just unhuman. I yep. mean, the, the the Jao Cancelo one from a couple of weeks ago, where Jao Cancelo hits it with the outside of the boot, and Holland like fucking skies himself, yeah, and and gets gets his boot on the end of it, where his boot's higher than his face. I mean, <laughs> these are unreal goals that he's scoring. So I guess if you, yeah, I was gonna say if you want to get like give me the argument why why is why is that bad for the Premier League? Like yeah, he is literally putting up FIFA numbers and crushing every record by quite a margin. Here's the thing though, mm-hmm. he's still an outlier. Like like despite crushing all those records and maybe putting them out of reach, he's an anomaly. Like we don't have people like this coming into the Premier League all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. really a shame that Man City is the one that got him. <laughs> the the argument that I've seen, yes, yes, one hundred percent. The argument that I've seen against it and why it is bad for the is because one, it's you're not wondering how, like, if Man City scored or if Man City won. It's by how much does Man City win? It's ruined the competitive nature of that. People have been comparing it to. F1, in a sense, where where F1, before Drive to Survive, the dominance of Mercedes, I don't know how much you follow F1, but, a but the bit, dominance of Mercedes really kind of ruined the watchability of, of the sport because it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win it. I think that may be, if we knew how good Holland was going to be eight games into the season, but we didn't know how bad Liverpool were going to be. Would people still be saying the same thing? I don't know. But that's generally the argument is that it pulls away from the competitiveness because people don't know who's going to win. I think that's a... But um, if you have a rebuttal for that. I, I do. And I think the question, if it's if it's truly like a an F1, if you want to follow that F1 metaphor, it's, it's not a question of is Holland better or worse 
a bad thing for the Premier League. It's a question of, mm-hmm. is Man City bad for the Premier League? And that, I mean, that's been the question, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's been the question for the past three to four years. I mean, how many, they? I, I, I don't know off the top of my head how many they've won, how many times they've won the league in the past, I don't know, 10 years. But, but like, I know it's Keep a going, lot. I'll, I'll figure it out. But my point is, like, it's not, it's, this has been a thing for a while. And 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 and, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna. This is my soapbox. I'm not gonna get up fully on it, but I will say, one foot, one foot, one yeah. foot, one foot. It just, I mean, it all comes back to the money. It really does. You, I mean, like, it really all comes back to the money. And and Man City is is the prime example of that. You know, they got they've got all that money. They're willing to spend it, and all that money buys you the best players. And in this case, they got arguably the best player we've seen in a long time. Well, and to be complete, to to be fair to Holland, to be fair, um, <laughs> to be fair to Holland, his dad did play for City. He grew up a City fan pre takeover, so they had that going for them. It was more of like a, a perfect storm of things. But uh, so they've won, they've won six to. See, that's just Three, four, like five, six. They've won six. They've won four in the last five years. If you're trying to tell me Holland is killing soccer, I would say no. Soccer's been dead for a while. <laughs> yeah, but the, so so the thing with that is is the the like the everyone in F like like the F one analogy doesn't doesn't relate to me on a few levels, and um, because there's Every like individual games are happening, so there's individual battles happening. Like it's not like everyone is all playing on the same field at the same time, like in an F1 race, and one person comes out on top every single time by a lot. These are individual games that are happening. There's there's different storylines that develop in these. You see individual brilliance in these different games. Um, it 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 does hurt the competitive competitiveness of the league you're right and i agree that's not a holland thing that's man city thing but like to pull in another sports analogy like tiger woods when he became a golfer like when tiger woods was at his peak people from outside of the game he did a lot of really good for the game because tiger woods was doing such technically insane things with the shots and he was just such a crazy good player that you could watch, like people were watching him just because it was like you were never, it was history in the making. You weren't going to see anything like this again. I think people can relate to, like, people can see what Holland is doing and be like, holy shit, that is absolutely insane what he's accomplishing right there. Yeah. It, it's, it's harder to see that on an F1 track where a car that had, where there was no budget cap, a car that had millions hundreds of millions spent on it and and Lewis Hamilton who's an incredibly talented driver and Valtteri Bottas were both incredibly talented drivers but they didn't really have to to use as much of that driving ability because that car was just so insane yep 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 with it with with Holland I mean Man City has a lot of money but they're not you know putting out a jump box for him so he can get up and get his boot that high no but you could argue that jump box takes the form of 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 mares 
uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I will not sit here and argue that that Man City is good for the league. Man City is horrible for the league, and all oil money and stuff like like. There should be a lot heavier vetting of who's buying these teams. Like the fact that Saudi Arabia can just own Newcastle is ridiculous. But Erling Holland is not the problem, and I am happy to watch his highlights. I will not watch our games out because Man City is boring as shit. So I guess the question, Man, not, the question, sorry, yeah. sorry, the question then becomes: Is you think he slows down? <laughs> I, mean, I think he probably gets injured. I don't think he plays thirty-eight games this season. Really? Um, well, he does have an injury yeah. issue, an injury problem. He definitely he does. And I mean, you're that big, and you like you run that fast. Yep. It, it it's it's absolutely. So I I think he probably gets injured or Pep likes to rotate a lot. Julian Alvarez, who he pick or who they picked up from Plot, um, he looked really good in preseason. He's an amazing talent, but when you have someone like Erling Holland ahead of you, he's going to take priority. But maybe there's some rotation that Pep does. Um, we'll see what happens, but I would bet the farm that he does not play thirty games this season. Soccer's dead. Um, you heard it here first. Soccer is dead. Why listen? Because we got memes. Oh, uh, actually, before sorry, I have one more point I want to yeah. bring up because 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 this is why you keep watching. I read today that he has a real well, he has a release clause in twenty twenty four. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. Mino Raiola hooked it up. Yeah, yeah. So soccer is dead until then. <laughs> yeah, and I heard a thing from Alfie Holland. Alfie Holland, his father, who said he would love to dominate in all five of the major leagues. Yeah, I mean, he's going to go so, to Real at some point, I feel like. I feel like he could go to Barca. Dude, quite he honestly, could, I, I I feel like he could. I, I totally feel like he could do that. I um, I feel like he could go to Espanol. I would love to see him at Granada, you know. <laughs> Athletic Club Bilbao, they'll find uh, they'll find some Basque uh, Basque heritage in him somewhere. Um, <laughs> he just does a he does just just does a trip through the leagues, man. Yes. Um, the next game that we will cover is Crystal Palace one, Chelsea two. Um, this was I I thought this was uh, I thought this was really good. Um, I thought I thought it it. I mean, death, the three things in life that are constant are death, <laughs> taxes, and Vieira's Crystal Palace throwing away a game. Now, granted, I don't know how much you can consider this a throwing away of a game. We'll do the Liverpool-Brighton one after this. I was looking at the previous week's agenda. I was not skipping it over. No worries. Um, um, I mean, like, like, that Gallagher goal was incredible. The Gallagher goal was awesome. Icing on, Icing on the cake. Icing on the cake. Yeah, I think this like this game had three bangers of goals. I mean, the Gallagher one was like he got his paycheck right there. Yep. I mean, he earned it right there. Yep. The Aubameyang turn that was incredible. Nuts. Oh my god! One touch, like <laughs> one touch to turn and do something like that. The the technical ability of that was absolutely insane. And this is from the guy that I mean, I've seen him miss so many. Back post sitters yeah. for Arsenal, it's ridiculous. And I'm, the fact that he just yeah. broke that out was insane. You're not going to catch me praising him, but that was a good goal. That was a good yeah. goal. That was insane. And, I mean, 
um, Edward's goal for um, Crystal Palace right at right right at the op. They get his boot on the end of that one and pop it in the top. I jumped up. I, I was hyped for Crystal Palace. I was like, let's go. And like, I don't even know what time it was. I do not think Keppa thought he was getting on the end of that. And I don't blame Keppa for not thinking that. Like, because no. that was absolutely insane. I mean, this goal, this, this game had really, really, really good goals. And maybe it should have had a fourth if uh, Jornayu would have been allowed to go through on goal. Huh. But, what happened? Uh, why didn't he? Why wasn't he allowed to go through on goal? <laughs> um, so uh, Tiago Silva, uh, I don't know if you know this, but he has a condition where he's actually got three feet. Really? And so he used his third foot to sweep the ball wow. back away from Jordan Ayew. That's crazy. And so that's he got a yellow card because he's been <laughs> chastised for using that third boot previously. But everyone knows uh, it's a foot. I mean, it's a foot though, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I, I I was curious about this. so so I heard I heard a lot of mixed mixed views on this and so I'm gonna let you have the hot take first and then uh, we'll see uh, what what do you think what do you think was it a yellow was it a red so in the moment in the moment mm-hmm. so I didn't yeah I in the moment I thought it was a, I thought it was a red card. I was very mm-hmm. pretty much okay. adamant. I was like, it's a red card. That is 100% get him out of here. That is yeah, clear, yeah. clear, um, yeah, clear red card. It was just very, it was a very cynical foul. It was absolutely, like, it was insane decision making. It was very, very I, I saw the red. I saw the replay. I was a little less certain. I was like, okay, maybe there's a little little wiggle room, but even still, mm-hmm. I was pretty adamant it was a red. I'm not really sure what happened there, how that wasn't, but you know, I didn't see a whole lot to convince me otherwise. Yeah, that's so not a hot I take. Think, I know, like, but that's what I thought. <laughs> no, no, no. I I think I think the reason it probably wasn't given as a red. And looking back on it, I I can see I can understand this thinking. I, I I don't one. I think if it's given as a red, it doesn't get overturned. I think if it's given as a yellow, which it was, it doesn't get overturned. I think no matter what card goes out there, it's not a clear and obvious foul because this is a very nuanced decision that needs to be made. I think the reason the yellow is given and the reason uh, it doesn't get overturned is because. Terry Silva is off center. They're they're pretty far off to the side. Mm-hmm. Jordan Ayew is is carrying the ball down the line. He's not making a direct cut in towards net. And there are Chelsea defenders that are able to cut back in. And so the the definition of a clear goal scoring opportunity is really kind of up in the air. Jordan Ayew is is fast, but I I with the with the backtrack. You're not sure that leads to a goal. I yeah, got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, but I think it brings up another thing. I so just to be clear, I I think it I understand why it was yellow, but I think we need to have harsher penalties for clearly cynical fouls. Yeah. Like, it, it should be I, about intention, I, you know. Like the fact that I the one that really blows me away, and I think which has led to either me noticing it a lot more or it being a lot more prevalent, is the Euros, where Bakayu Saka is 
gone past Giorgio Chiellini. And Chiellini just grabs Saka by the collar of the shirt and rips him down. And he gets a yellow for that. And it's like, he knows he's going to get a yellow for that, so he he does it. But that is like that is insane foul in in uh, late in the game of the Euro finals like that. I get that by the the word of the law as it is right now, but it's so against the spirit of the game. I feel. I, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's not. It, it's, it's it's a tactical play. Game. It's a tactical play, but like you're right, it it isn't in the spirit of like. You know, the better man wins. If you competition, know. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess uh, I, I, I would look forward to any Europeans uh, shitting on a a toddler of uh, American fame <laughs> and, and letting me know that it's not against the spirit of the game. So the only thing I'm I sure re- they are Diego Simeone fans. Uh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say the only thing I really have to add to that is, is it's just kind of like a hypothetical, I guess, is how much of Potter do you think we saw in this this new Chelsea team, if you will? Um, um yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good question, and I think we saw the back four. We saw him break out of back four. We saw him drop Koulibaly. Um, which, which I, shocked me, shocked me, shocked me that he did. He, that. But he has not been that good. From he had a banger of a goal of, against like, us, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, a banger of a goal, but I mean, he's not paid to score goals, no, and, and he yeah, got torn enough. apart by Brendan Aronson um, in that Leeds Chelsea game. True. Um, and I like you have a lot of good resources on that on that team, like. I'm a mid like the midfield options that they have are, are absolutely incredible. So the him going to a back four, I say, I would think is very Potter, and it's not Potter because we know what kind of system he likes to play. He played a back three at Brighton, but it was him trying to make the most out of what he has, which I think he did an incredible job of at Brighton, and I think it's going to be really scary. That Chelsea team is going to be scary with him. I rate him insanely. High. I don't know. What did you think? What did you think? Did we saw? I, mean, we I saw think they looked more. I thought they. I thought they looked very stable. They looked very solid, and I think obviously the back four contributes to that. I think you know, I, aside from that that early goal from Crystal Palace, I thought they looked very defensively sound. And then, I mean, into the second half, I thought they just kind of upped the pressure and upped the tempo. And 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 I mean, Crystal Palace, like you said, notorious for giving up points late, and. I just they threw it into another gear that Crystal Palace couldn't match, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I admittedly, I I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to Potter prior to Chelsea, um, mm-hmm. but I will say defensively, I thought Chelsea looked like I like I already said they looked a lot stronger and they mm-hmm. took advantage of their opportunities up front, and that's that's how you win games. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, it was a great game. I think I I do not think Crystal Palace deserved to be seventeenth in the table, but that's where they sit. Um, and we will see them climb that table because they they just look. They're such a. I think they're a really fun team to watch. I I really enjoy watching them, and I think their 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 stadium uh, piles out. We can do the Liverpool game. <laughs> <laughs> What happened, man? Oh, man, what dude. Happened? Oh, man. Oh, God. So, I... 
<laughs> I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna give some tough love to to Claw because I I I he's he's a step below a god for me. I mean, like the the Klopp is a a legend for me. He could absolutely have my children if he asked. He's a Premier League legend. Klopp, reach out. Klopp, reach out. Uh, no, he's amazing. I mean, he's he's he has a lot of uh, leniency built up for good reason. Um, but he's been forcing some tactical changes in this year that are just not working. They're not working at all. And it's very specifically the wingers are playing a lot farther, a lot wider. They're playing along the the, the sidelines. Um, and he's trying to invert specifically Trent. There were multiple games as there were multiple times in this game where Trent was running off the shoulder of the central defenders. And like that's your right back. Like like <laughs> Trent Trent is the I I believe the best right back in the world. He, he the talents that he have make like he's just so incredibly good at what he does. Um but tactically having your right back run off the the sh- like that is just a wild change to make, especially when that right back has broken is is on pace to absolutely smash the assist record for the Premier League by the time he's done his career, like absolutely destroyed. The other left back, Andy Robertson, has broken it and broken it in in a lot less time than Leighton Baines did it for uh, Everton. So I mean, like, but he's got him running inverted. I mean, they're, they're just tactical changes that are I, I think have destroyed the confidence of the team. Because they destroy the confidence of the team, they've really been struggling. I think that combined with the tiredness, it it's just hasn't been working. We saw we have the benefit of recording after the Champions League games happen. And we saw a tactical change happen where Klopp went to a 4-2-3-1 in that game. We we're also playing Rangers who have not had a good start to the year at all, uh, both domestically and um, internationally. It was, it was good to play them. But I, it's... Trent has Trent has messed up on a lot of these one-on-one situations, but I don't think like he's smart. Like he is a very very smart player. He has great vision of the game, so you cannot put his positioning down. His consistent positioning works in these games down to him. I mean, it's 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 just not it's not possible. Let me ask you something. So like the big knock on Trent is his defense uh, is not up to snuff. Obviously, one of the most creative, you know. Right, right. At wingbacks, he plays wingback, right? He's not a fullback, is he? No, he plays. He plays full. We play a back four, okay. so I mean, it's a fullback. So he's a fullback. Um, arguably, you know, most one of the most creative defenders in the game currently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I will say, people do people do tend to to knock on him for his defense, and yeah, and but you, you're saying like, that's more positionally. That's more due to his position I, and and this positioning in the system. I'm not here to act like his defense is his best part of his game. I would say the defense is probably his worst part of the game, but I would take his defense over like like if Trent is if Tottenham got a call tomorrow and said here's Trent Alexander-Arnold, you can have him if you want. Like no one is yeah. turning down Nobody's Trent saying that. in their team. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It, 
I think these these the defense the it's the defense has caused goals this year specifically. It's it's been a big and I I've, I've seen this conversation around Trent's defending pop up a lot more this year than I have in previous years, and it's because he's asked to play that Liverpool high, Liverpool were just playing really well, but they've struggled this year, specifically conceding in the in the beginning of eight. And this year, he's gone through a massive tactical change in his positioning and the way that Klopp wants to play, and I don't think it's working out. And I think, specifically, Trent is getting the short end of the stick for some of Klopp's changes. I think that's not to say that Trent has done no wrong in defense. There are very specifically one-on-one situations where he's blown the, where he's he's really fucked up on, really messed up on. Can't curse. Um, really messed up on, um, and there's situations where he's not backtracking. It, it, we saw it a couple of times in the Napoli game, but a lot like there, the the tactics are what are leading to the right side of the attack getting so exposed right now. I think, personally, as one Liverpool fan, so <laughs> um, the game went three three. Leandro Trossard played really well. Um, who do you think given, he, who he, do you think he plays for next season? <laughs> I would have said Chelsea, but Chelsea just got rumored to get Christopher and Cuckoo from uh, that got shut that got shut down too from Leipzig. Did it? Yeah, they they said they they were saying that is not true. <laughs> wow. So I don't so know. I wonder, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Trussard, I think if he wants to stay at Brighton, then he absolutely can. But I think I think there's going to be a lot of top teams looking at him for sure because I think he looks great. Yeah, I think um, the stat was he had like five. But he had two in his last, I want to say, was it four or five? It might have been like like last five games he had two going into it. And then after this one, obviously, he's got he's got five in his last six or seven, which is Well, it's enough. like he's – yeah, absolutely nuts. And he 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 will play. He's played up top for Brighton. He's also played wing back for Very Brighton. Very versatile. His position has been all over the place. So I mean, he's he's scored goals. I don't know how often he scored goals. I I don't know his how prolific he's been for them. Um, but we both know Brighton is known for being a team that. Does not finish their chances when they get them. <laughs> um, uh, we'll we'll see where he ends up, uh, but I, I would not be surprised to see his name in the transfer rumors. Um, is there anything else you wanted to cover about this game, or can I get the fuck out? <laughs> no, no, we can we can move on. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, they play Arsenal next weekend, so I'm sure you will have more to drop on me there <laughs> um west ham two zero wolves skamaka with a great goal skamaka had an absolute banger of a goal it's good to see him get on the score sheet it's good to see antonio get a bit of a rest as well i was gonna say um, that, that man that man plays a lot of soccer <laughs> and he does a lot while he's on the field too he does a ton while he's on the field um, yeah, I, I I hope Skamaka does really well. I would love to see a, a uh, Italian striker do well in the league. I think West Ham um, would agree with you. Good start with that. Yeah, I think they would. <laughs> I think they would for sure. 
But Bruno Lange gets fired. I did not. I did get not him out of here. <laughs> yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, bring Nuno back. Who's this guy, you know. Yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> uh, Nuno's available. Uh, How wild would it be if Tuchel came in? <laughs> oh man, dude, that would be absolutely insane. Um, does Tuchel speak Portuguese? Probably not. I think that <laughs> I think that's kind of a prerequisite right now. Uh, Who's the next saw, up and coming uh, Portuguese manager down in? Uh, in I think league? I think his name's uh, Zhao Dyke. Yeah, <laughs> Zhao Dyke. Uh, yeah, Thomas Tuchelino. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, dude. I I I think it's I think it's crazy that uh, that I guess I don't think it's crazy that Lodge got out. He always seemed a bit prickly to me, so I don't think I I would not be surprised if he didn't have the best of relationships. And their track record was not that good. I knew they weren't playing well. I honestly hadn't seen the man myself, to be honest. I don't. I'm not big into watching uh, Wolves press conferences or anything like that. So really, <laughs> that's Dude, cra- you gotta I get on that. Crazy. That's the best drug. Uh, best drug this side of the Mississippi. So yeah, and um, all I can think of now is that this podcast uh, episode should be named Tucolino. So that's that's all I have to say now. on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think that I, I think something that really really did not, which is a horrible decision. This will live in infamy, and I think Wolves is Wolves's history is is Bruno Lage loaning out the previous year's captain Connor Cody to Everton, who needed him. I mean, they're doing well right now, but I I I, I think their their goal is to avoid rele- relegation. I would not say their goal is really about that. Um, so loaning loaning him to them, they're they're in bottom three of the table right now. They can't score, and bringing in a, a old Diego Costa is not, is to, not it filled me with a ton of confidence. <laughs> not to um, not to skip over a game here, but I think it's a nice segue. Uh, who who I mean, who do you think's worse right now, Leicester or Wolves? I. So you watched the Leicester Forest game. Great game. I saw the stat line. Great I saw the stat game. line. How good did Leicester look? I mean, like, I Leicester. Mean, I didn't recognize him, man. Different team. Really? Different really? team. I saw a team come out, like, on the front foot, which is just not something you say about Leicester right now. And they, no. everybody was hustling. The energy was there. I don't know. You know, I don't know what – Rogers may have said to them, but 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 absolutely fired up and 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 up for it. They were they were up for it today. And Madison obviously, yeah. Madison was was all over the place, all over the place, man. I I don't Madison have- is Madison is a gem, dude. I I I I think Madison. Is a is a great player. Um, I'm not surprised uh, that he performed well. I hope he gets on that plane to Qatar um, for them. <laughs> Maybe not because we need to make it out of the. Um, but no, I, it. I, I'm 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 happy that Rogers has turned it around. Just because there's so much individual talent on that Leicester team that you want at least some of them to do well, like Harvey Barnes and and James Madison. But this. 
how bad did did Forrest look bad or did, was it was it Forrest looking bad or was it I Lester don't even know really good? if I can say I mean Lester I mean uh, Forrest didn't look bad Forrest did not look bad I mean they they had possession for a time but honestly they just looked overwhelmed like it really just looked like Lester kind of just took it to him I I Vardy was up for it which Vardy's an old man now he I mean he looked like a younger version of himself yeah. himself and it just was I mean. I, yeah, I can't even really say Forrest played that badly. It just looked like Lester was wanted it more. That's that's all it really came down to. And and I mean, t- to credit kind of what you said the other day, I think what contributed to to it for sure was just the sheer amount of new players they got on that team. I mean, it's it's hard to see any kind of cohesion, any kind of chemistry there. And and it's I mean, so many of them not only getting to you know getting to practice and you know understanding how each other play. I, it's a new system on top of that too for a lot of them. So it's just I don't know. I I I think Lester deserves a ton of credit, and I don't think Forrest played that badly. Um, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the credit to Lester on this one. I I don't think Forrest did anything that warranted you know the kind of defeat that they maybe subjected themselves received yeah 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 well with five losses from their last five games they are definitely under uh pressure i would say steve cooper from what i'm seeing is under pressure and it makes sense because they have spent a lot of fucking money they spent a lot of money um over the last 150 million yeah that's insane and that is with the goal of staying up. Now, now, Steve Cooper is a very good manager, and and, and he's done really well with a lot of um, championship sides of getting getting playoff spots, and um, he's done well with the in England uh, youth teams. Um, but if if the if things don't improve, then he's definitely out the out the door. I heard um, I heard they were potentially looking to. Um... To, to to basically uh fire the entire recruiting department over there at Dead Forest. No. Yeah, they were pretty really? they were pretty much saying like so word on the street is that they were so unhappy with the number of champion well not the number, but just the the quality of the championship players they'd brought in, thinking, oh, these are all potential prospects that are gonna help us stay afloat. Uh they are just apparently not happy at all. And apparently they might clean house in that department. <laughs> Really? That's what I heard. Oh, man. Which well, I could I, see if they're getting rid of Cooper as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I cannot imagine Cooper. I cannot imagine a lot of those signings, like all of those signings are Coopers. I feel like Cooper at some point had to have been like. It's a this a this a lot of guys. Let's. Hey, hey, hey. Let's take a chill pill here. Yeah, let's. let's how do you take, even? How do you even like game I mean, plan for for that many players? You know, like you've got so many uh, options at that point. And dude, like like these are these are players coming in from all over Europe. Like you have Taiwo Awanei, who is a great talent. He's doing really well for Union Berlin last year. Got them into European spots. I'm pretty sure. He did not. He did not leave. Union Berlin to to ride the bench at relegation threatened Dunningham Forest. I mean, I like twenty people onto a team. The last time I checked, eleven are the amount that are 
put on the field. 10 if you disclude the, if you take out the goalie. So, I mean, like, I, that locker room has to be such a hard thing to navigate. And, and if Cooper can do it, then then props. But if, uh, if they're looking to clean the house, then... I, I, it's not looking, not looking good for them. I, it's not looking good for them, unfortunately. They could, um, they could like run like midweek exhibition matches just with their own team. Like they could just yeah, field just two get, teams just to get more money. You know. <laughs> quite honestly, I well, and they also like the thing is they haven't promoted a sponsor on the front of their jerseys too, so they haven't been getting the sponsorship revenue for the for the jerseys, which is a. Bold, that's a lot of move. bold move. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of for a team that just spent 150 million dollars on players. Yep. That is a and and a team that's looking to pay out their entire recruiting recruiting staff's contracts and the manager. A lot of money. <laughs> Probably want to uh, slap a logo on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care if it's yeah, yeah. You know Wilson's you know horse trimmers or something <laughs> like that. Like. Just throw something on there at this point. Um, Do we want to back? Yeah, we'll see. I think I think the second half of the season for them will be a lot better than than the first half because they'll get a bit of chemistry. But I would not be surprised if Cooper is not the manager uh, come the second half of the season. So we'll see who gets in there. I heard reports of Rafa Benitez. That would be a terrible decision. Because that dude, I as a Liverpool fan, I love him because of what he did in 2005. That was when I first started watching Liverpool um, with my dad. And that was an incredible season. Incredible results happened. He is not a man manager by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> He's a very cold personality. He's a very, very focused on tactics. He cannot bring people out of a relegation. So uh, maybe someone else, maybe. He's not going to rally the troops. Sean Dyke? We'll Ooh, see. We'll see. We'll see. That could be a we'll that see. could be a good he's he's well versed in uh saving <laughs> the relegation <laughs> battles for sure. A for seasoned sure. veteran, if you will. Yeah, we'll see what ends up happening there. But that's that's really all I have on that. Do you have anything uh do you have anything I, else on that? No, honestly, great game. Great game to watch. I enjoyed watching. I so I was texting a, a fellow, the Lester fan that will not be named and refuses to come on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I was texting him Bitch. during this. <laughs> I was texting him during this game. And uh, he sent me a photo that I'll send you after this podcast. Um, that it just basically, he's got this, he's got this like Viking helm. And I basically sent him, I sent him a text. I said up the foxes when it was like 2-0. And um, he sent me a photo of him shirtless with this helmet on and two beers in each each horn and he says <laughs> he's just like screaming it was like it was the funniest thing i'd seen in a while and and the dude which is funny because the game was on at 12 o'clock i mean exactly, exactly. Yeah, on a monday exactly. yeah so and i was just like man they needed this win <laughs> they really did but they still have a long way to go because i mean i don't know um I don't know where they're going uh, from this. So I believe I that's all I had really to say about the the fixtures from the weekend. The Everton Southampton game was decent, but I wouldn't say that it was anything 
we kind of skipped over the Leeds Villa one. Did you want to say anything about that? Oh, the Leeds Villa one. I think the only thing that I wanted to cover on that one. Time wasting. <laughs> was Jesse Marsh bringing up. Uh, I think this was an incredibly scrappy game from both teams. This was a very, very scrappy game. And I got a lot of time for Jesse Marsh. I, <laughs> I, I, I hope he wins the Premier League with Liverpool. Um, I, I, I want him to do well. I want an American manager to do well in the Premier League for the sake of Americans in, in the game. I think you speak um, for many there, yeah. Jesse Marsh, so Jesse Marsh after the game uh, was very vocal against time wasting, talking about how Villa was Villa was taking the piss in the beginning of the game. They were they were taking a minute on corner, or they were taking a minute on goal kicks, they were rolling around on the ground, everything like that. <laughs> Which, from someone who watched it, was fair. The the first half Villa really were were were. They were taking their time with a lot of things. They were trying to get under Leeds' skin. They were Stuart Atwell did not have a, a strong the, the ref of the game did not have a strong control in this game. He let it kind of get out of hand. But from the second half after the Sinistera red card, which was so dumb. I did you see it? No, so I didn't I didn't actually get to see this game and I didn't The Sinistera for the second yellow card for his second yellow card blocks a free kick from being taken. Like like being stood up right next to it. It's like, like what the fuck, dude? Like, come on, man. It, it, you're like, why? Just put why, himself why in did front you of do it? that? <laughs> Literally, just put him. He, no, so he didn't put himself in front of it. He was standing sort of next to it, and he stuck up his foot and blo- like kicked it essentially out of the air. So it was even more effort than just blocking it. It's almost um, skilled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you watch it, it's like, I mean. Skill, but <laughs> why? <laughs> um, and they and 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 leads leads down ten men started employing the same tactics, and they were they were taking their time on a lot of things. And I like the nature of being a human is being hypocritical. You say a lot of hypocritical things. It's just kind of how we are. But I do believe there should be consistency with this. But it is kind of a part of it. I, I don't know. I don't know. What, it's a tough thing. It's, a, it's a tough thing to ref, I think. Time wasted. Because, I mean, to a degree, everyone does it. You know, everyone does it. It really kind of is a part of the game right now. Um, I didn't see the game, so I can't speak specifically on this instance. Yeah, yeah. I, I will but say, just in I've, general, seen, like- I've seen some egregious time wasting. Mm-hmm. And and I think the refs are just kind of like, all right, if it happens, you know, I, if it gets to a point, then they do something about it. But until that point, they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, I think Liverpool, Liverpool are the biggest example of them. The Liverpool Newcastle game is the biggest example of time wasting going against the team that was time wasting because they were like Nick Pope was on the ground for half of the extra time. The ref added on a lot at the end. Liverpool score from a corner like, at the end of the game. So I uh, paid off for them there. And we will, I'm sure, talk about time wasting in the future. I will say this, though. 
there has been an effort from the reps in the past two years, I would say, to let the boys play, essentially. And I think it's it's evol- it's done a really good job of evolving the game over the last two years in England. If they were to do something about time-wasting, I, I would not be surprised if something happened on the, along those lines as well. It's so. just, I mean, the biggest thing for me is you see how hard it is to have consistency with a lot of calls. I mean, even with, I mean, we've got VAR. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to be kids, like, we... I, maybe VAR is not the best example. Let me backtrack on that. But like, just in terms of, of cards and fouls, and, and it, it's so hard to be consistent with that. And I'll reference the Emerson red card again. I mean, that I thought that was a soft red. I I did I, when he pulled out a red for the Emerson foul. I was kind of shocked. I was like, I thought that was. Mm-hmm. I I immediately thought, okay, that's a yellow at most, and it was a straight red. And I was like, what? But like, to see the inconsistency that fouls are called with. It would be so hard to consistently call time wasting in a way that yeah. made everybody happy. You know what I'm saying? It would just it, mm-hmm. it would be really difficult. Yeah, no, I I completely agree, and I think um, I don't think with with humans refing the game, I think we're ever going to get to a really consistent level with 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 stuff like this. I think time wasting, especially. Because time wasting is meant to be abusing the rules of the game and trying to create specific rules around this. If people are time wasting, it, it's generally the people who, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Yep. Uh, yep. So trying to trying to create rules around it, I think it's going to be going to be tough. But um, I would be interested to see if there's more of a push to um, help the game, even even if it's like I mean, you give a goalie a yellow card for taking too long in a. Too, too long on goal kicks. It usually happens at like the 80th minute past. And when have you ever seen a goalkeeper have to stay out a game because they accumulated five yellow cards? I mean, it, it just doesn't. So. That's a good point. And then, I mean, I'll even add this. Um, I mean, you know, Klopp could have been saying that and nobody really would have, you know, paid much mind to somebody whining about time wasting. But I argue that the fact that Jesse Marsh is saying it, an American manager, I argue even less people are going to listen to it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people hear it, but actually listening to the message. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Jesse has been very, very vocal about 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 changes he'd like to see in the game. Uh, not changing the rules or anything like that, but maybe some some things that could be done better refing um so we'll see where that goes but um i i think that's uh that's all i had do you have uh do you have any 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 pieces that you'd like to add on to this uh no don't think so no like i said i i didn't actually catch this game but um love leads leads usa baby yeah let's go yeah 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 that's all i got um uh, do we want to wrap this up with uh, end of season table predictions? Yes, uh, I think it's unfair to to try and retroactively uh, apply them. Uh, so, are you comfortable with me looking at the table right now, predicting? Sure, not at all. Or I, I or I can go from I can go I can just look at the list and predict where I think they'd be. Sure, sure. Do you? I'll, I'll even here. I'll go first just to uh, just to give you a little bit of time to kind of collect. Um, okay. 
and I made this I made this before the season started. So anything that's happened since then is completely unaccounted for. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll just go ahead. My top my top uh, six. I had I had Man City coming in first. I I think they're gonna win the league again. I think that's I think that's reasonable. <laughs> just seeing what we've seen so far. This mm-hmm. is where it gets a little wonky. I uh, I had I got I got Spurs coming in second. <laughs> you know we'll I'm leave old. that we'll leave that there. And I got I got Liverpool coming in third, following us up. And then I got uh, I got Chelsea under y'all, Man United, and then West Ham sneaking into the top six there. Um, gotcha. Okay, my top six uh, would have been would have been Man City, Liverpool. Um, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, and oh, I don't know who the sixth would have been, man. I like, I think, I think, I think it probably, oh, man. Probably would have been Arsenal. Yeah. Did I already say Arsenal? Yeah, I think you you said Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham. Who did you have after Tottenham? Chelsea, Arsenal, and then and then I I you don't think more. I would have had Man United getting into European places. Honestly, they were so bad last year. Who I couldn't you have imagined then? Ten Hag would do well. Who are you thinking? Oh. Man, I I I think I probably would have had, um, I think I probably would have had Manu for that sixth one because I'm looking at it right now and I, I don't think there's any team that preseason I would have said would have uh, would have breached there. I think that's reasonable. Uh, my mid table, my mid table picks up with Arsenal, uh, right below West West Ham, um, mm-hmm. and then I had Newcastle coming in, Leicester, which looks funny now. Uh, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Wolves, Brighton, Southampton, and Brentford, rounding that out. And then I have Ooh, Brentford all the way at the bottom. Well, all Ooh. the way, the, all the way at the bottom. But I got five. I got, I got the bottom table. The bottom table left. I got five more to go. Okay. Um, I yeah, what's your uh, uh, I think it would have been West Ham. West Ham, Brentford, Newcastle, Leeds, Aston Villa. No, 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 no. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. It would have been West Ham, Brighton, Newcastle, Villa. Because I overrated. I rated Villa really highly. Brentford, Leeds, uh, Palace, Southampton. No, I don't think I would have had Southampton that high. Leicester City, Wolves. I think that's it. That's your mid-table. I think that's it. All right. Yeah, no, uh, we, we've got all the same teams in the mid-table for sure. Um, I, round I, can't, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to go back on this after the fact and be like, holy shit. It's going to be fun. Saying? It's going to be fun. Um, my bottom table... My bottom five, I got Everton, Fulham, Leeds, Bournemouth, and Forest all the way at the bottom. 
with 22 new signings. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely would have had uh, Forrest and Everton uh, um, outside of... I think I would have had uh, Forrest out of relegation. Um, Southampton, then... Uh, I'm missing... Leeds Bournemouth, Fulham, and... You had Leeds up in the mid-table. Um, yeah, I did have leads in the mid table. I'm missing a, a last team, so I apologize to whoever that team is. But um, you... I would have Forest, Forest, Bournemouth, or no, I would have Bournemouth and 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 Fulham getting. I don't think you, I don't think you missed anybody. I think maybe you just maybe had, I listed it yeah, more than yeah, I you had one more in the mid table. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, we're yeah we're not that far off. I don't think. But anyway. Except for Spurs in second, and yeah. <laughs> doing Brentford dirty, but um, I'll write it down. I'll, I'll write it down, and then we can go over it at the end of the season uh, together. Okay, that sounds good. Ted, um, you want to sign us off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sign us off real fast. We got uh, we got a little, we got a few socials out there, guys. If you want to catch oh us on other platforms, God. we got uh, we got at Bootenhearth on Twitter. Uh, the Boot and Hearth podcast on Discord. Uh, I think you can just search us up on Discord. It should just come up. That's that's word for word, the Boot and Hearth podcast uh, on Discord. And then on Twitch, we are at the Boot and Hearth pod. Um, we are eventually going to be streaming these. I'm not sure when that's going to start happening. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know yet, but um, it'll happen. It'll happen. We'll be live. Soon, and soon, you, soon, you can soon, see our yeah. beautiful faces out there as well as hearing the podcast. And we'll probably, I would assume we have a guest on here at some point in the next few podcasts. Yes. yes. The plan is uh, to start implementing uh, other people to come in here and throw out bad takes. So uh, look forward to that. Yeah. The worst. And we're just, yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be a good time, and it's only going to get better from here. So if you're having a good time now, you should stick around, tell people, you know, tell other people about us, and, uh, you know, yeah, come join the Discord. Feel free to send us any feedback. I, it, only if it's focused at Ted, though. Not me. Not me. Uh, you, you can yeah. send me the Grayson, uh, you know, critiques <laughs> as well. You can send me those. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, good podcast. Another good pod. We coming in at yeah. one hour 13 minutes not bad at all all right well thank you everyone ted i'll see you later see you grazing see you guys catch y'all later